The Bastards are back for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are a part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When the Red Sox are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am Charlie Smith coming to you from Providence, Rhode Island. You can find me on Twitter at Smith underscore MLB. Our podcast can be found at Bastards underscore Boston. I have gone through a brutally painful week. I just had to get teeth extracted. That's the terminology the doctor used. Brutal experience and then found out that my sister had six removed when she had to get it done, which I didn't even know was possible, but apparently you can be born with more than four. Uh, wisdom so teeth. So that was, yeah, wisdom teeth. Pretty crazy. So that's one of the hosts you hear in the background. Before I introduce him, I'm going to introduce our first host joining us tonight. We also have Jason Kelly coming to us from Canton, Massachusetts, by way of Westwood, Massachusetts. Jason, how are you? And where can the fans find you on Twitter? I'm doing pretty well. Um, fun fact, I have also had my wisdom teeth removed. Um, I had two removed at first because they told me, oh, you only need the top two removed. And then I went back a week later for a follow-up, and they're like, actually, we got to take the bottom two as well. So I had to go through two separate procedures to get that done. So uh, maybe not as bad as, as what you're going through, but uh, still kind of annoying, and that sucked. Um, I was a teenager when that happened. Not fun. I get it. So uh, that's that's what it is. Um, but yeah, other than that, doing pretty well. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Color of the Iris. So you can come and uh, yell at me, compliment me if you want to, because I don't get many of those these days. But do whatever you want. I'm at Color of the Iris. Come come find me. For, and that's Color C O L O U R for those that are looking online. Um, yeah, kind of a weird fun fact. I originally was told at the age of 17, I didn't have wisdom teeth. And then, you know, when I spoke to my dentist now, they said, no, oh, they lied to you, Charlie. And I was like, great, that sucks. So um, in my early 30s, uh, I had to have teeth pulled. They wouldn't remove one of them because it was too close to the nerve. And I, I'm not a dentist. I don't know any of this stuff. But I unfortunately um, live on Excedrin, which is not good. So they said, well, there's a good chance that maybe it's because of your teeth. I was like, guys, no, 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 no. Extensions for my headache, not for my mouth. And they're like, but they're connected. So there's a very good chance that that's why. So they, they decided to, uh, you know, get me in there to get those taken care of. And hopefully that resolves that issue. Also joining me tonight, we have Terry Cushman coming to us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, by way of Wyndham, Maine. Terry, how are you? How is the weather? And where can we find you on Twitter? I'm excellent. The weather is pretty good. Still upper 80s down here, extremely humid, which I'm totally good with. I can be found on Twitter at Cushman MLB. And I'm going to make it a clean sweep here. I've also had my wisdom teeth out. And fun fact, though, did, did they put you guys under with uh, anesthesia? Oh, yeah. I got a story for you about that. They did. Yes. Why? Did you wake up during... Well, I they put me under as well, but the thing was was that my girlfriend's mom at the time was my anesthesiologist, and when you're under anesthesia, you 
you can still be responsive to questions whether or not you're aware of it or not. It's similar to hypnosis in a lot of cases. So she could have like interrogated me. And this is in my teens when, you know, parents are psycho about their teen daughters, you know. So I don't know if that happened. Um, I No threats were made on me after I, uh, you know, came back to consciousness. My face was the size of a blowfish uh, a few hours later because I didn't take the icing seriously. If there's any young people that haven't had them out yet, ice your face for several hours after you do it because you're not going to... If If you're a 10... You know, on the sexy scale, you're going to be a three for like minimum of three or four days after. So ice your face. Yeah. So uh, they um, the, the person that was, you know, my dentist, I, this is a relatively new dentist that I've had. Um, There's a girl who was sticking the, the needle in. This is so not baseball related. But since we're talking about it, I don't do needles. I can't I can't do needles. I hate. I just can't do them. So um, she's doing it and she's. I, I think she, she might've been doing it for, I don't know, first or second time. And they're explaining how the, 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 the wound has to be, you know, like not tourniqueted, but like wrapped after. So the blood doesn't continue to, to go out. And I also don't do well with blood unless it's mine, in which case it's totally fine. So all of a sudden I feel the oxygen come in my nose. Like they're putting it. I was like, Oh, do you want me to lift my head? They're like, no, no, it's okay. You're going to be out in a minute. And I was like, no, 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 I'll be fine. Boom. Before you know it, I'm out. And, um, I said, listen, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do any drugs. Like this is going to be the easiest person of all time. They're supposed to give you a specific amount based on your weight. So I lost weight recently and I was supposed to wake up within five, six minutes after a certain time. I woke up an hour later and I was dead asleep, like out, out. So when I woke up, my mom was in there. And she like they were asking her questions like, hey, what's uh, is everything, you know, OK, blah, blah, blah. I just don't do anything. I'm very boring, but boring means safe. Um, still still recovering, still medicated. But without further ado, because I don't want to talk about my teeth anymore. Uh, we're going to do another good old fashioned episode of Totally Legit for calling the cops. And I can actually say that without struggling. That's awesome. I should get teeth pulled more often. Um, all right. Number one on the hit parade, Jason, you are going to lead us off. Number one, is this totally legit? Or are you calling cops? Is Josh Donaldson, the Chad Ochocinco of baseball? I'm going to say totally legit. Um, yeah, Josh Donaldson. Talk about a guy who has never won a damn thing in his career. He's a great player. He's been a really good player for a long time, although he's dropped off this year. Um, I I honestly think that not that he'll be the downfall of the Yankees this year, but I think when the Yankees look back and they end up inevitably choking and not winning the World Series this year, because that's all they do, um, they're going to look back at the Josh Donaldson acquisition and go, uh, maybe that wasn't the best. And granted, they got, you know, they were able to finally get rid of Gary Sanchez. And I think Gio Urshela has been wildly overrated for years. But man, Josh Donaldson, talk about a guy who just runs his mouth, thinks that he's like, you know, the keeper of the baseball rules, just, you know, thinks he's hot, you know what, and hasn't won a damn thing. It, like, 
yeah, good player. Has been a really good player for most of his career, but he's not going to win anything. And he ultimately just proves to be a distraction and takes away from your ball club. And I think, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it'll be hilarious when it happens. I think the Yankees will find out the hard way that having a guy like Josh Donaldson on your team is a detriment and it's going to keep you from winning the World Series. So, yeah, I'm going to say totally legit. He is the Ocho Cinco of the MLB. Actually, Jason, he did win the MVP in 2015. But not a World Series. Not He, he is ringless. He is ringless. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that's totally legit as well. I mean, why pick the twilight of your career to show the least amount of grace? I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. We all hated Manny Machado. Perhaps we still do. I've softened up a little bit, but the dude's matured and kind of grown up a little bit out in San Diego, and he's kind of been a good leader. So he's kind of gone the opposite way uh, uh, instead of a guy like uh, Donaldson. And the thing I find that's hilarious, I'm pretty gray right now at, at 39 years old. Josh Donaldson is like way ahead of me. It's like, where did that come from? He's like... He's like the grouchy old man that's just menacing right now. And my biggest fear is that I'm going to wake up on December 11th and find out that Josh Donaldson is my DH next year. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Yankees will give him to us for free, Ottavino style. Please no. I I I I uh I had to think about this one because I couldn't remember if he won a uh, an MVP or not. But to both of your credits, he has not won a World Series ring. He will never win a World Series ring, and he is known as a clubhouse cancer. We talked about this on the uh, the last show. You are now choosing to be like a bold dude. All of a sudden, now like we knew you had a little bit of grit, and I think he was tolerable when he was in Oakland Athletic. And then he went to Toronto and wasn't the same. He had like a ridiculous first year. I mean, he was really good when he was in Toronto. And then fell apart, kind of found Jesus a couple of years ago in Atlanta. But I can't stand this guy. And and literally, I, I think this is totally legit. And the one player that I thought came close to Donaldson was uh Ron Artest, which the young kids know as Meta World Peace, but Ron Artest did win a title in 2010 with the Lakers after a nightmare of a history. Uh, Ron Artest was good, but everyone remembers him for jumping into the stands and fighting fans when he was a member of the Pacers, which is wild. Donaldson is probably the same type of person that could do that. The problem is he looks like he's 50. His skin is literally falling off of his face. He just he does not look like he's a major league ball player anymore. And I think next year he's not going to be playing baseball anymore. He's going to be done. Uh, but yeah, totally legit. Anything else you guys want to add? Real quick, super unrelated, sure. but it's basketball related. The Ron Artest thing, you know, kind of popped it into my mind. Just yesterday on Netflix, I watched Operation Flagrant Foul. 
and uh, it's got a lot to do with the Tim Donahue referee gambling scandal that happened in the NBA around 07, 08. Well, it took place several years further, but it, you know, it came to light in 07. And I'm not a basketball guy. That thing was mind-boggling and uh, fun to watch. So it's an hour and 17 minutes long. You're not going to commit a whole night to watching it, but I uh, highly recommend it. Cool. I'll have to give that a look. Uh, number two on the hit parade. Yankees will go on to lose the AL East division race. Is this totally legit? Or are we calling the cops? Jason? Uh, I want to say totally legit because the Yankees, God, that would be so hysterical if they cracked away the division lead in the second half and they just choked. But you know what? I'm going to call the cops. They're going to win the division. I, I, I don't think Tampa or Toronto has what it takes to catch them. Tampa Bay is banged up. I mean, they, they're, they're a mash unit. As much as Red Sox fans, and hold on, let me amend that statement. As much as the Illuminati like to complain about injuries, the Tampa Bay Rays actually have legitimate injury problems to complain about. So I think they're going to drop off. Toronto, I have not been a believer in all year. Change managers halfway through. Nothing's really changed. So, look, the Yankees have not had a good second half. They've peed away a lot of games. But they had such a strong first half, and they built up such a lead. I, I just think all, all they need to do is hold water. Just, just don't completely collapse in the month of September. And I don't think they will. So I'm going to call the cops. I think the Yankees will hold on to their AL East lead. They'll win the division. What happens beyond that? Who knows? Because let's face it, for the last decade, the Yankees are chokers when it comes to the playoffs. So we'll see what happens then. But at least for this year, for the division, they'll hold on. They'll, they'll keep it. So I'm going to call the cops. We had, I think, the same exact scenario on an episode a little over a month ago, I think. And the Yankees had at least a 10 or 12 game lead at that point, And I chickened out. I said, no, they're going to they're going to hang on. They're going to win the division. Now, I think they have a five game lead over Tampa. And. I'm taking the race. I am taking the race. Toronto hasn't been consistent enough, so I don't think they'll be the miracle team to pull it off. But I just think Tampa has just been so undaunted by everything this year. And the Yankees have lost 20 of their last 30 games. That's how ugly it's been for the Yankees. So I just... I think Tampa's the more fearless team, and I don't know that the Yankees really know how to handle it. And you got knuckleheads like Josh Donaldson running their mouths, creating their own little sideshows. Judges trying to make history with that home run record. But one final thing, and here's why I, I think it's destiny. At 7.17 p.m., 
on December 2nd, 2019, I tweeted out, the Yankees will fire Cashman by the end of the 2022 season. It's prophecy. It's prophecy. And if they go on this nasty skid, they're still going to make the wild card. I don't see them slipping all the way out. They're still going to, at a minimum, make the wild card. If they get bounced super quick, after all those moves that Cashman made this offseason, committing all that money, I think they might finally fire him. So I'm going with it. The Yankees are going to blow the division and then be one and done in the playoffs. What uh, what day was that, Terry? One one more time. That was December second, twenty nineteen, at seven seventeen p.m. Three years ago. That's insane. If that doesn't get retweeted and liked by everybody, I'll be absolutely shocked. I can't that's, wait. That's I. If that happens, we get to say, "Hey, we were there when we got to relive that moment three years later." Um, do I think that's totally legit? I don't know. And here's the reason why. They still get to face the Red Sox. We still don't know how they're going to do against us. They get to face a couple pretty cupcake opponents. You get two games against Pittsburgh. You get a four-game set in Texas for that series. Some of their games, though, are a little bit rough. You get Minnesota. You get Tampa. I personally don't know how they've done against Minnesota during the year. Toronto's been destroying them, at least recently. I don't think that string of luck is gonna or bad luck is gonna continue, and I think they will write the ship. So I'm I'm gonna say calling the cops because I don't think the Yankees are gonna blow more than five games. That would be incredible if that happens. And even if that happens, let's just say it does, I would be wrong, and that's okay. That's not gonna be the thing that people remember. They're gonna remember. Aaron Judge, who hit 60-plus home runs. That is what people are going to remember as far as, as as the Yankees are concerned in 2022. Aaron Judge is a major distraction for everybody in Yankees country. It's insane. Uh, anything you guys want to add to that one? Nope. We'll move along. Nope. All right, nope. number three. Zach Hample will bulldoze a child to get his 700th home run ball this season. Is that totally legit or calling the cops? Oh, God. I want to call the cops because I hate Zach Hample so much. I hate this guy. I like I was telling Charlie off air, him and Marlins guy are two baseball personalities that literally take them and fire them into the sun. I'm so done with them. But, yeah, if Albert Pujols gets to 700, you know this Zach Hample is going to just – Bulldoze a child, stab somebody, whatever he has to do to get that home run ball. This guy stinks. This guy's a loser. He has nothing else to his name. He just catches home run ball after home run ball. I don't know what this guy does for a living. Like, it, it's unbelievable. I don't know what his job is because he just goes to, like, seemingly every major league game and every iconic home run. It's like, oh, Zach Campbell caught it. He got another one. Like, yeah. So I'm going to say totally legit because evil always wins out and Zach Campbell is going to bulldoze several children, probably stab somebody, probably commit a felony 
to get Albert Pujols' 700th home run, whether it comes this year or next year. I don't know when. Hopefully it comes this year. But, yeah, you know he's going to do it because that's all this guy has. He's a loser. I ha- I hate Zach Campbell, but he's going to do it because that's that's just the way the world works. Evil always wins out. So, yeah, totally legit. He's going to do it. So at first, I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Do I have to Google this real quick? But now I'm, I'm aware of it. He he has he shows up to all those milestone games, positions himself in a very favorable spot. He obviously looks up the data on where the home run ball is likely to go and dives like over rows of people to make the play, essentially. Who, who was the one... What was the one ball? It was like four or five years ago, and he wouldn't give it up initially. And then it came out that he was going to have to pay taxes on it. Uh, I forget. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if that was Hample or not, but I think it was. It wasn't him. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly which one it was, though. And the ball eventually got sold. I wanted to say it had something to do with A Rod, but I could be mistaken. He came, what, four short of 700, something like that? Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So I, I don't think there's any, uh, any shame at all in how he goes about, uh, accomplishing his goals. So totally legit. I I'm unfortunately inclined to agree here. There's uh, something I remember his name was Zach. I just didn't know if Hample was his last name, so I googled it myself in full transparency. This is also the guy that when A Rod hit his three thousandth hit, okay, he mentioned he has no intention of giving the ball to A Rod. He has caught thousands of balls, thousands over eight thousand baseballs in his career. And you can't give one ball to a guy who literally has worked his entire career for that. You paid $50 for that. That's literally it. So, I don't know. This guy just seems very sad. Um, I feel bad. I feel bad for him. Um, He doesn't seem like a good person if he's going to be, you know knocking kids over fighting wrestling balls out of people's hands it's just kind of a childish act i caught a foul ball uh when i was in los angeles a couple years back and i was with my dad um and we saw the angels playing the rays and he came out for a weekend for a couple days and we saw that game caught a foul ball immediately turned around right behind me I, i held the ball for three seconds I turned around and I look at this young fan who's eight years old. And I said, before I give you this ball, remember this moment for when you get older, you have to do the same thing. Got it? And he, he just shakes like, uh-huh. like mouth open. Oh, my God. And I drop the ball into his glove and I say, enjoy the rest of your game. My dad looked at me and goes, I am so impressed. I was like, that ball means more to him than it's going to mean to me. Why couldn't this guy do the same thing? And there are stand up people out there. And then there are people that, you know, that to quote Batman, that just like see the world burn. You just, you're not a good person. I'm sorry. Like, I get that's what you're doing. But dude, milestone balls do not belong to you. They either belong to the player. They belong in a place that everyone can enjoy them. You having it there, unless I know you and I don't care to know you, 
no one's ever going to go see that ball. And there's not going to be a way that you can tell me it's that ball because I can't prove it. There's, there's no way that you can authenticate that ball either. People, I mean, he's going to be banished. I mean, I don't like him either. I can't stand him. He would lose in a fight to a five-year-old too. That's the other thing. You also see like nine-year-olds giving baseballs that they caught to like five-year-olds nearby because they want to do the right thing and they have decency and they have morals and, um, but this guy, you know, none of that. So just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Charlie, that the reason why you look at that situation, you go, Oh, if I, you know, when I catch a foul ball or whatever, I'm going to turn around and give it to a fan. That's because you're a human being and you have a soul and you have a heart uh, Zach Campbell is not a human being. He doesn't have a soul. He doesn't have a heart. He's just a husk who just shows up to all these milestone games and just catches foul balls or home runs or whatever and just keeps them. Um, that that situation earlier this year in Toronto where Aaron Judge hit a home run and the Toronto fan caught it and turned around and immediately gave it to a Yankees fan wearing an Aaron Judge jersey, if that was Zach Hample, he would have turned to that Yankees fan, given him the finger, punched him in the face, and then punched his dad in the face, and then ran away with the ball. That's the kind of person Zach Hample is. So, yeah, that that moment earlier this year was great for baseball. We all love to see it. Zach Hample is awful for baseball, and that's why I hate him. I despise that guy. So it seems like we're all aligned on that. You know, we don't really like him. And, you know, now that I I 100% will never forget his face, I hope I never see him at Fenway Park or any other stadium down there. Because if I see him, I'm going to boo him like I boo Manny Machado. Uh, Oh, Terry. I just pulled up his Twitter bio right now, and this is what it says. Baseball is fun. Kindness is better. (laughs) Wow. He should try that. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> that's 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 rich oh that's rich speaking of kindness you want to give a rod his three thousand hit mm. well a rod isn't like the beacon of morality either he did try to have his steroid guy whacked but that's a conversation for another show oh, whoopsie all right uh moving on to the next one hit parade we've got numero four Tristan Cassis will hit at least five home runs before the 2022 campaign is over. Is that totally legit? Or are you calling the cops, Jason? Uh, I'm going to call the cops. I want to say totally legit because that would be awesome. And it'd be great to see Tristan Cassis just go off in this last month because it would show what I've been saying for a long time, which is, he should have been up before this. It's stupid that they waited this long to call him up. But I just feel like the adjustment from the minor leagues to major, to to the majors, he's been hurt a little bit this year, so he's missed some time. I just don't think he's going to make this astronomical leap in 27 games. I think that it's going to take a little bit longer. I think he could hit like two or three. He may even get four, like he might get close. He might get close to five, but I think he's just getting his feet wet. And I, 
you know, Alex Cora said the plan, quote unquote plan, is for him to play every day. I'm not sure I fully believe that because Alex Cora loves to give random days off for no reason whatsoever. You know, guys like Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez, Trevor Story, they're still getting days off in September when the team's out of it and they're playing out the string. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tristan Casas gets random days off here and there and Cora explains it away as, well, he's young and we don't want to overwhelm him. Yes, the plan is to play him every day, but, you know, he still needs his rest and he's been hurt and blah, 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 all this bull crap. So I think that I don't think Casas is going to play all 27 games coming up and I just think he's going to fall a little bit short. So I'm I'm going to call the cops and say he doesn't hit five. Terry? It's a crapshoot, really. Uh, I'm going to go with Toto Legit. Uh, Connor Hong, Connor, Connor Wong. I'm just, I'm just a mess tonight. Connor Wong hit one, you know, in his first or second game, uh, at this time being called up. And I just think there's an energy about the team right now. Um, Trevor Story hit his first home run in a long time. JD's gone deep a couple of times. I think Casas could go off and and give us a a preview of what the future is. He could be, I mean, if if you believe in all the hype, he could have an Aaron Judge type impact on on this lineup. So I think we'll we'll see a taste of that. And I think once he hits his first one, that'll just kind of open the gates for the rest of them. The one slight thing that gives me pause is I was watching his first at-bat today. The count was full. It was a 3-2 count, and he hadn't even swung at a ball. <laughs> and he doesn't really swing the bat like in between pitches, you know, to stay loose in the batter's box. At least he wasn't today. And eventually on that 3-2 count, he did drive one pretty deep out to uh, right field. And if he would have just gotten a little more of it, it would have been a home run in his first career at bat, which in my opinion Probably would have been a jinx. So I wasn't sad that it didn't go out. But I'm going to say totally legit. So I'm actually going to go with calling the cops. I don't think that we're going to see enough pop out of uh, Casas in the short time that we see him up here for. I think next year there's a higher probability that he's going to have a much better year than anything we ever saw out of Bobby Dahlbeck. The patience is a big thing. But... I don't want to do what we did to Bobby Dahlbeck to Tristan Cassis. I don't want to put a difficult, almost, um, you could say unfair pressure, even though the games don't matter on him right now. And I just want to see him play and have fun. That's it. That's all I want to see him do. Play, have fun, enjoy yourself. You hit some home runs. Great. If you don't, that's okay too. Hosmer was here. He didn't do anything. If he even does what Hosmer does or a little bit better, that's a win in my book. So I think he's probably going to hit three, maybe four, but five. I, it seems, you know, Oh, one more. Yeah. I just, I don't see it happening. You know, unless we see 
like a Ryan LaVarnway game where he goes yard twice in the same game in, in two days, then it's a different story. The Red Sox had a, a minor leaguer that uh, wasn't getting any attention, any love, and ended up getting signed by, I think it was the Washington Nationals. And he had like five home runs in his first week in the bigs. I, I think he's a first baseman. I can't remember his name. Um, Terry, I think I messaged you about him. Do you remember that? Where I was like, hey, whatever. Ha- wh- who was this guy? Which team again? I think he was at the Nationals, maybe. He's like a first baseman, third baseman. Oh, something. I know who you, you're talking about. I, I forget I his, name, his name, but he's like 28, 29 years old, and he's a, like basically a rookie, something like that. Right, right. And he just he was never going to get a chance. I don't even know if he's still there anymore. <laughs> um, but he was doing crazy work for – was it Washington? I right? think, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. So – uh, the same thing with with Cass. I I, I don't want to put pressure on it, but me personally, I'm I'm gonna call the cops on it. Uh, anything that either one of you guys want to add to that one? I might be able to figure it out real quick here. Uh, oh sure. Joey, uh, I got it right here. Joey Menendez, something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, Joey Joey Menendez. Yeah, thirty that's the one. Thirty years old. He's hitting. 327 right now on the season, seven home runs, 15 ribbies, and he is from Culiacan, Mexico. Wow. And he's a first baseman, too, which is hilarious. Is that, um, that's the guy who hit the walk off in Cincinnati the other night, right? When I think he's with Cincinnati and Joey Votto was on commentary. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think if you were, so if I you think were he's... watching a Nationals Reds game, Jason. You, you... Oh no, I, I oh, saw okay. it. No, oh believe me, I saw it on Twitter. No, I he just hit a walk off for the Reds, uh, and yeah, Joey Votto was doing commentary because he's got. I guess he's just done playing this year. I don't know, but yeah, it, that's that's what happened. It was his first career walk off. So yeah, but yeah, Joey, Joey, or is it Menaces? It's it's a very. You could pronounce this name eight different ways, so yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'd have to actually watch a game to figure it out. Yeah, right on. Uh, anything else do you guys want to add to that one? Nope. That's all I got. Yeah. All right, right on. So we got one more. Totally legit. Are we calling the cops? The Boston Red Sox will finish this game on a heater and end the season with eighty-four wins. Is that totally legit? Or are you calling the cops? Well, this question has no bias in it whatsoever, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, let's do the math. So in order to do that, they have to go 17-10 and 10 to finish the season, correct? Um, that is very doable. And I'm going to say it's totally legit. I think the Red Sox are feeling it right now. I just, I, I like the way the lineup is constructed, and a lot of that has to do with Kike being healthy and, you know, Bogarts is awake, Devers is awake, Casas is here, um, Verdugo is, you know, having one of the best second halves we've ever seen. So I like the way the lineup is going, and your rotation is holding it together despite all the injuries. Um, so I like the way they're going right now. I like that they dropped some dead weight out of that bullpen. I think they could do it. I think 17 and 10 is realistic. It's not completely like out there. So you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say totally legit. I think they pull it off. 
I'm gonna have to call the cops. We got a tough schedule coming up, and by the time the audience hears this, game one will be in the books against Tampa, but three of us had us losing to the Rays, all three of us, and then you got the Orioles, the Yankees, then you've got your only two real easy series in in the month of uh, September against Kansas City, and then two games against the Reds. Then you got the Yankees, the Orioles, you got the Blue Jays that carry you into the month of October, and then three games against Tampa. I hate that schedule. And I don't know that the bullpen is really built to sustain a, a really good run. We saw Garrett Whitlock kind of get knocked around um, in his appearance against Texas. You're not going to have Hauk, like we said. I'd love to see it. Don't get me wrong, but um, I gotta, I gotta call the cops on that one. Does eighty four get you in? Do we have any idea? Eighty four might, but you you need a lot of help. Yeah, yeah. There's certain teams that need to basically completely fall apart, and then there are certain teams that need to, uh, you know, start killing it. And the Red Sox are one of the teams that need to go basically perfect. And, you know, there are other teams out there that need to blow it. You know, you need to see Baltimore start blowing games. Seattle start blowing games. They need to find their, you know, harness their inner Josh Hader uh, and start blowing everything. It actually looks kind of hard because Tampa is only 10 away from that. Blue Jays are 11 away. The Orioles are 13 away. Wow, they're nine games above 500, by the way. We're one game under. They're nine games over. Um, let me just see real quick. So the central, nobody's getting in from the central. You got to win the division. And, uh, and then Seattle is, uh, only eight games away. So I think you might have to win 85, 86 to, to really lock down that last wild card spot. Yeah, it'll be hard for sure. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want out of that one? Did no, you, that's pretty you much it. I, pick? I, Did you say totally legit or call the cops? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I absolutely think this is totally legit. Oh, okay. I just picked a random number out of nowhere, <laughs> not possibly one of the numbers that one of our hosts had selected prior to the season, Charlie. Uh, 84, <laughs> 85, I believe, was what you and I, Terry, I think we were off by one. Uh, Jason very generously had 94. 94. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So 26. <laughs> so the probability is is a little bit less. Uh 26 and 1 is what the Red Sox would need to do. Um I don't know if we're going to see that, but in the event that we do, Jason, you're going to look like a genius. 27 games to go and and they pull off 94. I mean, we're going to look silly. I feel um, supremely confident they won't, but I hope I hope you guys see. I hope you guys prove me wrong. Hey, here it is. <laughs> Uh, well, anyways, I want to thank both of you guys for joining me tonight for another episode of Totally Legit or Calling the Cops. And to our fans that are listening to us, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, we thank you. We appreciate you. And we look at we look forward to interacting and chatting with you soon on Twitter. So feel free to send us some messages, whether they be DMs or right on the page. And we will be talking to you real soon. Everyone have a great night. Take care. <laughs>